the 919 Vice podcast. Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. We are Graffiti and Carrie. We thank our sponsors, Breeze Through. Locations across the Triangle, across North Carolina. Uh, I'll be hitting the Breeze Through tonight as of this recording. There's a 9 o'clock NC State-Miami game. I'm going to need the coffee at the Breeze Through. That's going to be a tough one. And uh, our friends over at Whitaker and Hamer, go check them out online at wh.lawyer. Let's just get right into this. Here we go. Chris Creech. Because one of us has some serious opinions about yeah, the three Chris of Yeah, Chris Creech, uh, Glass Jug, Beer Lab. He's hanging out with us today. What up, Chris? Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Are you, though? Chris has been here for a while. Really? We've been I catching know, up. Not, now I'm in front of the firing line. Are you, time. though? Because apparently Place somebody- yourself there, sir. Somebody <laughs> was listening to the podcast last week and had opinions about our opinions. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, well. Yeah, because I wasn't here last week. I said if we're going to talk about Durham and the Durham beer scene, you might as well have somebody from Durham on here instead of uh, the Raleigh and Kerry <laughs> boomers over here talking about Durham. Wow. <laughs> so a quick context. If Don't make me come up to and run Durham, too. If you, did not, uh, if, you did not, if you did not hear these references, now that I'm thinking back on them, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss if, as if we said anything that made it seem as though we weren't really plugged in with the Durham beer scene. So, like, we brought up Full Steam. I think, and the context around full steam is the fact that their tap room is in a really, really bad construction spot right now. Yeah, and, and they weren't a, they weren't a first mover thing. Wait, is that right, Chris? That is right. Oh, okay, yeah, and I think check one for us. They're in a yeah. bad construction spot, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff that's gone up around them. Yes, and they were like an anchor. And things evolve over time, but right now, access sucks. Competition, oh, yeah. as I said, dissolvers over there. Glass jugs down the street as Motor well. Motorco's I mean, killing lots, it. Lots of competition. Yeah. yeah. So for two, okay. two for us. So, right, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Let me, <laughs> okay. Let, me, let me clarify. Okay. okay. I just want to add some context. <laughs> Red, some let context me backtrack. To what you guys are saying. <laughs> Nothing you said was wrong. I okay. was just like, there's, there's more so, right, going so let's, on let's here. Let's focus on full steam. What, what, what else is going on? Oh, no, yeah. Or that area in particular. That area, I mean, obviously, that's the area right around the street from where our tap room is. Yes. So, obviously, we're pretty plugged in there. There's all sorts of things going on. Um, you know, one, our buddy um, uh, Brian from that opened uh, Town Brewing in Charlotte, they're opening uh, Atomic Clock Brewing, with the mm-hmm. tap room right around the corner from the, uh, the old ballpark. So, they're up just a couple, uh, couple months out from being open as well. Okay. But I think... Um, yeah, I mean, the big thing with that side of town is, you know, I think Sean hit on it in his post, is the, the construction's... A bitch. It sucks, man. Um, it sucks. And it's, you know, I was actually today talking with the folks at uh, Downtown Durham, Inc. and the uh, Transportation Department because, you know, Durham is one of the least walkable and pedest- and, and psych- bikeable, cyclist-friendly yeah. Yeah. Uh, cities in North Carolina. And so we've had these plans since there was a 2006 plan, a 2011 plan, a 2017 plan on how we're going to be a more cyclist and pedestrian friendly city Mm -hmm. and they're trying to implement some of this with all this construction but it you know for us to speak specifically with us but i think this also applies to everyone in the area like oh we were going to add bike lanes so the first thing we got to do is take away all the street parking so now we don't have bike lanes or street parking (laughs) you know and then you know as you know with sean's issue over there in full steam you're putting in a huge building they can't do that without taking up half the road right and the amount of notice that anybody gets on all that stuff is sure Next to nothing. And then there's the dirt and the dust and the noise and everything else that goes with that. Yeah. And I think, you know, long term, this will all be, will all be great for yeah. Durham, whoever's mm-hmm. still around in five or 10 years, because mm-hmm. it, that whole kind of north side, the old you know, warehouse district, Central Park district side of Durham is kind of that, that 
new frontier of Durham. You know, you've got full steam out there. There's been a bunch of, you know, bars and breweries and everybody popping up from Surf Club, Accordion Club, Dissolver. It's the south slope of Durham, but it's the north side. I mean, kind of like, I mean, think about it. With everything, the way, the way Asheville grew, going south, Mm -hmm. same things happened in Durham, but going north. Wait, are we allowed to, I know we're, we got to tread lightly talking about Durham. Are we allowed to talk about Asheville, Chris? <laughs> yeah, go I for mean, it. You got opinions on that? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I probably shouldn't. There, there's a, there, there, is a flip, there is a flip side to this. And as this stuff uh, continues to grow, uh, it gets more expensive. The, we had that conversation before you got here, Jay, about yeah. the expensiveness of Because uh, you got to remember, space. Durham, yeah, yeah. you got to remember, this is where I start to push back, like, I don't know what I'm talking about with Durham, Chris. Come on now. <laughs> I've lived here long enough. Durham became Durham because it was cheap. And the reason why Durham had a better scene than Raleigh was because you could be more, you could experiment because you had the ability to do that set, that kind of stuff. Yeah. My fear with what's going on in Durham and that side, while it's great in the next 10 years, are people going to be able to survive all of this to get to that point? Yeah. Well, get priced out? What, what you're hitting on there is, is something that I've, I've mentioned before is that, you know, downtown Durham is very different than downtown Raleigh or Charlotte. Yeah. Both, most of these downtown areas are driven by big business, big industry. Mm-hmm. So whether it's banking in Charlotte and what have you. Durham, all the big businesses are in the Research Triangle Park area. Yeah. Downtown Durham, and to your point, it's been cheap. It's been a cool place to go because it's very small business, entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. food and beverage. Like that's what's driven risks. Durham. It's really, resident yeah. heavy too. Yeah. With all it, the new condos that they've put in. Is it, it is. Durham yeah. has a lot of places to live charlotte Mm -hmm. sorry durham has many places to live yes yeah charlotte has a lot yeah but that's the the catch there is without the bigger businesses and we do you know google is coming in so that's a big plus for downtown but outside of that a lot of these big headquarters are moving to the research triangle yeah apple's gonna be here how do you you bring in people with that Mm -hmm. income level Mm -hmm. to pay businesses what they're being asked to pay in rent you know it all kind of feeds on itself but you don't want to price everyone out so i mean it's a you know, it's a tough position for the city to be in, for the developers to be in, and all of it. But yeah, Durham, because of that uniqueness of the way the city has grown, yeah, it's it's tough, and it's going to be a lot of growing pains. I feel like there's also the issue of just cost in general and um, perceived value from customers. Yeah, as far as the significant increase in every product we have in the grocery store these days, um, especially beer, mm-hmm. you know, and. What used to be a $4 pint at full steam is now seven plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is not calling them out. I'm just, it's not just full I'm using, oh, yeah. it's not right, just right. I'm not just calling them out, but I'm saying they're the ones really struggling with this construction because of their location right now. Right. Yeah. But you look at their seven plus dollar pints everywhere. And that's a scary number. Yeah. If you're going to go have two or three beers somewhere, it's not the same uh, tab as it was five, six, seven, ten years ago, especially. And that and that's something that's really difficult for tap rooms in general that I feel don't have um that are just their tap room spaces. Not as much like um I mean for us, for example, we have other things, right? right. We 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 get the benefit of having cocktails and spirits here. We have axe throwing like um or multiple things that we can do to absorb um, some, absorb a little less margin on, say, beer. Yeah. You know and what that, I'm saying? And, and, and I think tap rooms suffer from not having that. And, and that's a, 
that's a difficult thing to deal with. Oh yeah. I think that's totally fair. And I think that's something if you look, and this is not, again, I think we're moving away from just Durham and this is not unique to Durham across the board, but yeah, I mean, as craft beer is no longer seeing that double digit growth that it saw for five to 10 years. Now places are having to look outside of that. You know, we just added draft cocktails at our downtown spot back in November. So, you know, we make our own, um, um, in-house ginger beer, our Harper's real right, ginger right. beer. Um, and we've been promoting that as, Hey, you can have it as a pint, but you can also make a cocktail with it. So we finally were like, let's put our money where our mouth is. So we always right. have four rotating cocktails that all use the ginger beer to varying amounts. Well, I think that's a great idea. And it's also admirable that you're using, you're still using one of your own products. Yeah. To, well, to, you're still highlighting one of your own products. And that's me as, as, <clears throat> okay, I'll go ahead and say it. I'm that guy here. I, I, we already knew I, that. I want to go to a brewery to have the brewery's product. I don't want to go to the brewery to have a cocktail. But if it's using a brewery's product in the cocktail, if it's featuring that, that's another story for me. Right. And that was where we, you know, as a brewery tap room, you know, we, we see we need to add something else. You know, we want to keep growing. We've added ginger beer. We've done boozy slushies. We've got seltzers. You know, we've done all that that we're making. Canty on slushies, um, too. <laughs> yes, we did that. Um, but... When we wanted to do cocktails, we said, all right, we're in downtown Durham. Durham has always been a cocktail town. Sure. You know, breweries, you know, all these breweries just opening up, still way fewer breweries than Wake County or um, out in Charlotte. So what's going to be the count down there when this uh, atomic clock gets gets open? I think you're still, I mean, without Three, adding four, it up. Five. Just right in that area, you've got, if you count, Dirty Bull, Full Steam, Glass Jug, Dissolver, Atomic Clock, and then Flying Bull moving in into the... Um, Durham ID building. They just actually just opened their new tap room. So it's six right there. But yeah. when we when we were looking to move into downtown Durham, there were only six breweries in Durham County. Right. Yeah. Um, so breweries are a new thing. So you guys Durham. are trying to catch up with downtown Karis, what you're saying. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've, you know, as it's growing, you know, we wanted to add cocktails, you know, we're, you know, it's, it, it's how do you bring people in, whether it's axe throwing, private event rentals, cocktails, you know, what have you. So how have the cocktails worked out for you guys? Because I know... What uh, you guys are describing, by the way, uh, got me to revisit this thing that I saw on Threads. Um, 1994 is from somebody that goes by Beer Scribe on Threads. 1994 Craft Brewers. We brew what we like to drink. Sounds about right. Shout out, Pete That's why you got started, right? Oh, yeah. Brewing what I want to drink, right? What we like. 2024 Craft Brewers. We brew light beer, retro macro style beer, non-alcoholic beer, hard seltzer, canned cocktails, hard tea, dot, dot, dot. Beer <laughs> aficionado chimed in saying, my only change is that I would update 1994 to 2014. Yes. Uh, yeah. I would agree with that. So, I don't want to go yeah. back to my question. Uh, uh, cocktails for you guys. Bond just added them up the street recently. I know uh, Vicious Fishes. I don't mm-hmm. know if Mike does down at Southline. Um, a lot of brews are adding cocktails, and, uh, and and they're not they're not adding a huge line like we have here at Graffiti. I don't know. We've got a right. hundred skews of, of different different uh, spirits. They're just putting in the basics. And, Humble brag there, yeah. How how is it working out for you guys? Um, are are you do you make anything that somebody wants to come in and ask you for as long as you have the things, or you just you have your cocktail menu and that's what you do? Yeah, so I guess to, to answer that full thing, yeah, I think there are more breweries putting in um, cocktail program. I know I talked to, to Wit a bit, I'm, not to put words in his mouth, but yeah, they were looking at how can we... He tried to pick my brain, but I shut him down. Yeah, he, I mean, he was looking at, and, and again, you can ask him, but with our conversation, he said he's trying to put in how can we make all the basic things that people are going to ask for with the fewest number of bottles. Like we have 12 or 14 different bottles to make a huge variety of things. I think that's one way to approach it. And I said, well, that's just not us. 
Um, that's maybe smarter than what we're doing. I don't know. But what we decided to do was I wanted to do something that ties into our brand. So using our ginger beer yes. and all North Carolina made spirits. Um, and we're putting them on draft. So our part of it, our staff, they wanted to work at a brewery to pour beers. We didn't right. hire cocktail bartenders. Right. Some of them left cocktail bars to come to a brewery tap room. And if I said, hey, by the way, we're changing your do- job description. Yeah. And it'd it- be different. And so we had, we had been doing wine on draft. We moved our wine to bottles. It opened up a four tap kegerator to do four signature cocktails. We have, we try to keep, you know, one with vodka, one with rum, one with bourbon, um, and one with gin right now. And we'll rotate through those, but trying to hit all our, you know, your big bases. And yeah, we're doing primarily just those signature cocktails. Um, Will we expand that to do, if someone comes in and is asking for things, we may grow that and add some bottles over time. Um, our staff was talking about, hey, what if we have like a featured Boilermaker each month? You know, have a beer and a shot. And this is our featured Boilermaker this month. So it's still, it's tied into our beer. It gets people exposed to our brand, not just let me get a vodka tonic. I, th- I think that makes sense because I, th- I still think that people are showing up to a brewery that if people show up to a brewery and don't, go for the beer they're going for the company. They're going because they're meeting friends. They're going with someone and they're going to basically, they're already sacrificing where they probably, where they rather go. So as long as you have something to appease them, they're not going to that brewery to get the best old fashioned around or, or something like that. Right. They're going. And we're like I said, Durham is a cocktail town. There are James Beard nominated bars. You know, I am not, Sean Healy. I'm not running Alley 26 or Sean Umstead um, over at Kingfisher. If you want a really good premium cocktail, go to those places. Of course. They make great cocktails. If you want to come to a brewery and also try some cool, unique featured cocktails while you're there that in, that include a product that we made, that's what we're about. And yeah, yeah to your point, yeah, it brings in that crowd. You've got one or two people that, well, I don't really want a beer today. Well, hey, they got a cocktail. Yeah. And I think what, what I've seen, and, and I haven't I've had other people come back and tell me these things because I've not walked into a brewery yet and asked for a cocktail because I know better. Um, but come on, walk- come, come on to Durham. Well, I mean, yeah, See, something this is like why that. Chris, this is why Chris came over because that was a, apparently Yeah, long. that's good. I'll come up there and, <laughs> and get something. Um, but where people have walked into breweries, um, whether it was them or whether it was somebody in their group, and they've ordered something, and because these people at the breweries have been pouring beer for years, a lot of them, um, they don't know how to make a cocktail. Something as basic as a gin and tonic, they didn't have tonic or they didn't have something. They, you know, they couldn't make basic things. And does that hurt your ability to service the customer where if somebody comes in and you don't have, they know up front you don't have cocktails, then they're going to, will they order a cider? Will they order this? Will they order that if they don't drink beer? But then you come in and they say, oh, we've got spirits. Well, I want to, well, I can't give you that. And I was, I actually did see this one happen. A person asked for three different drinks and they said, we can't make it. We can't make it. We can't make it. And they finally said, okay, what do you have in, and got a cider. So I was like, I don't know, man, if you, if your brewery, if you make good beer, and that's what you do. Sometimes you just need to do it and do it well and not try to get outside of your, uh, your playing field because I think you lose from a customer service standpoint. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't have, we've been doing this since November. Yeah. And, and you know, the, in downtown Durham, the cold months are our slow months. December and January yeah. are slow. Um, and so I don't have the data to say, actually, you're wrong. I like um, what you're doing. No, what you're, you're doing right. is totally oh, different. I like what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Like what you're doing. Yeah. This gets back to the reason why I brought up that thread. Wayne, I get it. Make beer. Well, it's not that simple anymore because people just don't want to drink beer. It's not that simple. 
I won't disagree with that at all. I mean, since we've opened up graffiti, my beer intake has gone down probably 90%. Yeah. And maybe more. Sure. Um, but w- even you're at not, home. But, but you're not the target anymore. But when you go to a brewery, you want to experience that the brewery's to. product. Right? Yes, absolutely. For me, and that's, absolutely. And that's how I am. Like, yeah. I want to experience. Yeah. So, I feel like if I'm going to Chris's place, um, and I'm, I would try one of his, I would try one of his cocktails because it's still featuring his products, yeah. and I think that's that's a great take. I, but that's me. I think you guys, you got catered everybody. I get I th- it. I think you guys are missing my point here. Every data point from 2023 tells you that things are trending in a way that young people just don't give a damn about beer. Which is why you end up having to evolve. Exactly. If beer was still the thing, you wouldn't think about any sure. of this stuff. You're still trying to get people to come to your place. Oh, yeah, because at the end the of the day, yes, we opened a brewery because yeah. we wanted to make beer. But what we, I mean, to be fair, we opened a bottle shop because we wanted to sell people's beer and we liked the people in the industry. Right. Mm-hmm. Then we added a brewery. But either way, we got into this because, yeah, we liked beer. Beer. But what we realized, and what I think a lot of folks have realized, is what we've really opened is a community space. Mm-hmm. We want people to come and meet their neighbors and have a good time, um, you know, and, and and just make those yeah. connections. That's, and however we facilitate that, whether it's beer or cocktail or cider or a slushy or a seltzer, Which we're facilitating that community. To the bottle shop aspect of this. Because I think, you know, the other thing that had come up in the Durham uh, discussion is what happened with Sam. Sam's is shutting down. And if I remember our conversation correctly, the idea of a bottle shop is antiquated. Most of the bottle shops that still exist, yours included, have evolved into more of a community space. I think I brought up Bottle Rev out yeah. off of um, Sawmill, right? Right next to the two roosters. Like, that's a family-friendly hangout space. Oh, yeah. They've totally changed that space over the last few years. completely changed that space in um, the grand scheme of things, just like you've mentioned with your own and things like that. And I think... As somebody who hadn't been to Sam's in a long, long time, I mean, the last time I went there was probably a decade ago to meet up with some people. Um, to, I don't need to go there. I guess is the is the point. Like, I don't need to go there to go find beer. If I'm going to go find beer, I'm going to go to um, the brewery itself if I want to because it's much more readily available. Or you have your spots because it's easy to find at a Wegmans. I got a Total Wine right down the street from mm-hmm. me, and that's easy to find too. So I could see where that kind of was going off in, in, in a way that it was not sustainable for what they were trying to do. Is that wrong? I think you're right. I think, um, you know, when I'm looking at, at Sam's in particular, you know, they're full of great folks. Like, we, we love what sure. Sam's has done. And I think, um, yeah, the, the way of the bottle shop has changed. Mm-hmm. But to counter that, like, we were just looking at our numbers from last year, mm-hmm. and we sold slightly more packaged beer last year than the year before. Um, so people are still going to bottle shops and buying it. But um, how much of that is people come to your space, they're drinking something there because you brew the beer, mm-hmm. and then as they're getting ready to leave, they're picking something up to go home. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's what yeah. I was going to say is bottle shops still have a place, but you know, if you ever ask people, why do you go to Sam's? Why do you go to uh, Beer Study? Why do you go to Glass Jug? The answer generally is going to be, well, it's closest to my work or it's closest to my house. It's convenience. Because we figure, or why do you go to a Wegmans? Everywhere at this point, generally speaking, except for some, you know, very limited stuff, everywhere has pretty much the same products. And price-wise, it's pretty competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you differentiate? I think that's why, you know, we have looked at, that's why we added a brewery. Mm -hmm. One, I wanted to brew beer. um, 
And, but two, it differentiated. We realized three years in that, Hey, bottle shops are popping up left and right. How yeah. do we get people to say, well, this one's a little less convenient, but I want to go there because of X, Y, and Z. Beer study is a prime example of that. Beer study yeah. has a really good curated list. Um, and it's also a really good inviting hangout spot. Now, the beer study that's... Well, and they've added a restaurant. They've, they've added, added yeah, I was going to say, space, the, the they one... Have games. Like, the, they've found ways yeah. to bring people there that's outside they of Bottle stayed, Shop as well. They stayed involved in what people want. Yeah. yeah. Part, of, uh, part of where people have really missed the boat is not paying attention... To what people want. To what people want. Taylor and Swift. Being like, we, we, well, we've, we were here first. People just came to us. Well, people aren't going to keep coming to you when new, fun, shiny things are popping up all over the place. You've got to provide that experience too, right? Yeah, and that building, you know, the, the really cool thing about that building that they built was they designed it to be this really cool mm-hmm. bottle shop. But it's a very custom-designed building, and it has very limited parking because mm-hmm. they expect people to come in and shop and go. And it's hard, it made it hard to evolve, I think. And this is, you know, I've not had this conversation with, with John, but I think that that space made it a little bit harder to evolve. Agree. Given that they laid it out as the perfect bottle shop. Like mm-hmm. it was like, man, if you were designing a bottle shop five years ago, they nailed it. Huge walk-in cooler, nice little loft bar upstairs, oh, plenty of shelf what? space. Eight, nine years ago? Um, yeah, that's right about right. Because we, right. we're hitting 10 years and they opened that spot shortly after us, I think. Yeah, and and I wasn't speaking directly to them, saying they haven't kept up. Oh, yeah. I was saying in general, because there are several breweries around the Triangle who have and have not both tried to kick the dust off their branding, or not, Mm -hmm. and added tap rooms, and it's just not... Now, some of those who started out as the innovators have now fallen behind because they haven't kept their finger on the pulse. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple, none in Durham that I'm thinking of right now. There are two specifically that I am thinking of <laughs> that I don't know how long, much longer they're going to be around because it's tough. Yeah. I mean, off. we're, you know, when, you know, people say, yeah, rising tide lifts all shifts, but if the, the tide isn't rising, how do you, how do you keep afloat? Um, and so, yeah, it's keeping up with that. It's finding how to, where do we fit in? You know, and that, I think, with our downtown spot, we realized cocktails was a way we could fit in. You know, utilizing Durham Central Park to host Durham's only beer mile. You know, these are the ways that we can do things that are cool and unique. I also think, from my perspective, the Durham breweries have played very well together and helped support each other. Yeah. But I'm not a Durham guy, so, hey, what do I know? Yeah, what do we know? That's why Chris is here. Oh, absolutely. Set yeah. me straight. <laughs> to set us straight, which I... No, I think... Which but, is, you know, there's way there's like, haven't. I feel well, like I need to see these text messages to Adam. Because <laughs> no, I feel it wasn't like, text messages. It was just here. It was like right before you walked oh, in. Oh, okay. Oh, he he got here on te- time. Yeah, there were text, uh, there were text messages. I was going to say, I, did get, I did get here on time. I told you guys I would be getting here at 1230. Today. And it was 1235. 1235. <laughs> but okay. Regardless. <laughs> we love you, Joe. Yeah, sure. Hey, man. As a, as a business guy, you should appreciate part of the reason why I was late. I'm Hope trying to drum up business. Money, buddy. Hope you trying to drum up some damn Joe business. Joe was late because podcast. he was telling somebody else how to run their business. This is exactly it. One star only. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. I thought I, 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 when we sat down, you're telling me about how we got things wrong about Durham. I just keep hearing about how things we got right. That's all I keep hearing. All right. Yeah, so I'm I, get I think, I think my, wor- my words have been so twisted here. So I'll, I'll, I'll set the record straight. 
know what I heard. I was offering Adam that if you're going to talk about Couple Durham, Raleigh let, and Kerry let's, guys, let's, let's, let's get a, a, know what's going let's get on. Let's get a Durham. Offering Adam to be set straight. Let, let's get a Durham guy on here to give some context to the conversation. I, I don't know. Uh, Sounds like we got the context. Well, I thought I was wrong once, uh, but I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like we said right. we would take a Wake Forest lineup over UNC's oh. basketball lineup. Well, you could Sorry, take that could, up. With, couldn't help it. You could take that up with Gilio because you saw my face when he said that. I was I very did, much I did. like, no, Joe, no. Uh, and of course, now he makes a he he makes a long futures bet on UNC that'll end that'll end badly. Chris yeah, I, I was I was not happy when I saw. No, that. I know. I Chris know. is sporting that Tar Heels. Uh, oh yeah, right. we've, three, given, uh, we've given you enough shit. Number uh, three it's, heels. It's thanks for week, so. thanks for bringing oh, the playing beer. Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about the beer, though. I know. Thanks for bringing the beer. What We got a couple <laughs> glass jug things to, to hit on here. Um, what are we drinking, by the way? Oh, uh, yeah. So this is our uh, Bunsen Amber Lager, um, which we just started doing in 12-ounce cans. Okay. Um, this has been one of our flagship beers for a few years now, mm -hmm. and sales have been great. It's a beer-flavored beer, man. It's a Vienna lager, um, light, crisp, easy drinking. It's good. Um, we sell a bunch of it in the fall because that's when people are thinking, oh, I want an amber beer. But also it's a year-round, easy, crushable beer. Um, and we just switched it to 12-ounce cans. Um, primarily, we've had some restaurant accounts that want more things in 12-ounce. There's so much craft beer in 16s that we they were like, man, we want 12-ounce cans. And that's all we're serving because they have certain price points and budgets to hit and how they're selling things. So we switched to 12s, put them in six packs. And I think that's also, um, you know, I think our... Customers at the tap room enjoy that as well, given a, a new format and being able to have six smaller servings as opposed to four larger ones for something like a, uh, a lager like this. And then what's in this big boy? What did we bring in? It's the radio telescope. Oh, yeah. More, yeah, radio telescope. I brought all the beer-flavored beer. I'm going to tie back to your, your text or your, uh, the, the thing you saw earlier on the, the, the interwebs. Yeah, thread. Yeah. Um, making beer that we want to make. This is our radio telescope. It's a little draft-only English porter. Um, an English porter. What year is this? Yeah. So give me all this. Well, I, I was joking with folks the other day. So on, on, on Friday we hosted the, so North Carolina rare and vintage festival was last Saturday. Um, or sorry, Daniel would be upset that I called it a festival. The North Carolina rare and beer tasting. Yeah. It's an experience. It'll always it's, be it's really rare to me. A festival. But, um, on Friday they've started doing a brewer's forum where they bring in some great speakers to come in and nerd out about beer, invite all the out-of-town breweries. We hosted it at our downtown tap room. I screenshotted our top-selling beers at the end of that day because it turned everything else on its head because once all the brewers get together, sure. Bunsen, our amber lager, was our top-selling beer, followed by our smoked lager coming in at number two. Wow. Um, followed by our Dunkel lager, followed by our light lager. Yes. Followed by I'm our surprised the light lager wasn't higher. Yeah, followed by West Coast IPA number one and West Coast IPA number two, followed by Underberg. So, so <laughs> followed by sense. Underberg. Yeah, okay. Not, a, not yeah. a hazy IPA in the bunch. <laughs> now, is that total Underberg sales or just dollar-wise? Uh, this was based on quantity. Oh, it was based on yeah, quantity. Yeah, that, that, I sorted by quantity on that one. Okay, I was going to say, because yeah. <laughs> Underberg could have been higher. <laughs> Underberg and light lager. Yeah. Actually, Narragansett had a... a a classic Gansett can with a bottle of Underberg on their uh, their post yesterday on social media. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, Underberg and Brewers, man. That's that's where it's at apparently. I but, do love that stuff. But yeah, so I brought you guys some of our our, our beer flurry beer. I know we got together. Uh, this is delicious. I don't know, a month or two ago, yeah, and had some hazies and some weird stuff. I love all, I love all the stuff. lemon porters, man. Um, but yeah, I figure you know we always try and keep something like this, whether it's a milk stout or a, an English porter, or we got our our dry stout coming out, which you know was the 
you know, fun fact, the first beer we brewed on our system was our dry stout. So we're rolling out our 10th anniversary uh, branding on Is this that one. that St. Patty's Day release? We'll release it a little ahead of St. Patty's Day. We'll have draft on nitro, and then we'll have cans. But on St. Patty's Day weekend, we've got a uh, we've got some tucked away in a Mystic Bourbon barrel. Oh, so we'll have a little local Durham Bourbon barrel aged dry stout for St. Patty's weekend. Mm. Nice. Kind of kick off our our tenth year here. So let's uh, let's do some administrative uh, an administrative timeout. As I heard, is it time to pay the bills? No, it's not time to pay the bills. It's not housekeeping. It actually it is kind of housekeeping for y'all. Um, you've got. You got an event coming up on the eighth, February eighth, right or no? We let's see. What do we have on the eighth? What's first? There's uh, there's we, the beer got, mile coming up in April, but you got something <laughs> coming up in February. In February, yeah, we have all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, the big thing in February is Mardi Gras. Um, okay. Durham does Mardi Gras. Yes. Um, the Bulltown Strutters have been around for twenty years. They are a basically a nomadic New Orleans jazz group of just ragtag musicians that uh, get together around Mardi Gras and lead a, a parade on Fat Tuesday. But started a couple years ago, we started hosting a daytime Mardi Gras event at Durham Central Park. Family friendly. It's a Saturday before Fat Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So it's Super Bowl, or sorry, Sunday. It is on Super Bowl Sunday during the day. So your Super Bowl pregame. Um, family friendly, Durham Central Park. We've got live uh Live jazz music. They'll be leading second line parades around the park, and they've got a bunch of booths set up for you to work on your costumes and make little uh, shoebox floats for kids. Um, do the whole Mardi Gras thing. We'll be out there with our big beer trailer, or I guess I should call it a beverage trailer. Now we'll have beer <laughs> as well as uh, wine and hurricanes on draft in the park for uh, for Mardi Gras. Um, so that's Saturday, and then of course the parade on on Fat Tuesday parades right by our front door. So we always have the great uh, people watching spot from the patio as the uh, the parade goes by on Fat Tuesday. And then we got the beer mile coming up in April. Mm-hmm. Where is that beer mile going to happen? So the Bull City Beer Mile is uh, Durham's first and only, as far as I have been able to research, uh, chip-timed beer mile. Um, we do it in Durham Central Park in collaboration with Bull City Running. Mainly, we were sitting on the patio having a beer with Kim and Jason from Bull City Running, and uh, we're like, they had... They're a South Durham business like we are. We had both just opened new spaces in downtown. We're like, well, we should do something together. We're sitting there having a beer, and we look out, and we're like, man, you know, this the sidewalk that loops around the park, that's probably right about a quarter mile. <laughs> so we we went out there, and he had a, a thing to measure it, and he's like, well, dang, it, it's a it is mile. almost exactly a quarter mile. So the only thing we could do with the quarter mile track around uh the Central Park is, is of course, a beer mile. Yeah. So we have set up, it, it loops around the, you know, around behind the pavilion, behind the uh, the playground. And it's um, flat? Oh, no. No, you, you got to drink your beer and then run uphill. Oh, wow. <laughs> because, you know, I'm thinking of the beer mile because we're, you know, right down the way from Bond Brothers. There's a slight grade up Cedar Street. Yep. Um, which is a pain in the ass when you're going up it, but on the way down... All yeah, good. our our lap is uh, you drink your beer and you've got a you know not steep but a, a little bit of uphill and then the rest of it is is a slow downhill the rest of the lap. But okay, that uh, those first uh, hundred yards after the, your beer each time is uh, uh, is a struggle. We we keep trash cans at the top of that hill for, oh, for good reason. I mean, it's no it's no crispy trash cream can challenge. and orders. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny my my twelve year old wanted to do the Krispy Kreme challenge. I'm like, you're not ready for it. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. I did it under an hour, and I would never do it again. Respectable. 
Yeah, I, I've, I've done that one once as well. Yeah, uh, I did it once. The beer mile is different in that I do view the beer mile as an actual achievement. Yeah. The first time I did the beer mile, I did it in 10 minutes, which I was wow, yeah, that's, I was impressed. That's I impressed myself. Yeah. Just like I impressed myself doing the Krispy Kreme challenge, all 12 donuts under an hour. Um, but I don't know if I would do either one of those again. I'm, I'm definitely not in running shape right now. Yeah. I'm well, in drinking shape, but so I'm not in running is, shape. You know, this is the third year we've done the beer mile, and okay. I certainly have talked to folks like, no, 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 I've done it once. I don't need to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to add some new and interesting things each year. We've got some fun, like, giveaway swag that okay. changes each year. So this year you get a, a, a moisture-wicking headband and some beer mile socks this year versus glassware last year. And uh, we also have relay teams. Um, a lot of folks are like, man, I did this once solo. I'm not doing that. I'm like, oh, it's well, awful. Get a buddy, run a half mile and drink two beers. Or get four of you. It's a one beer and a quarter mile. And, man, some of those relay teams, they're knocking that out in four minutes. Like, yeah. it's it's ridiculous what? how fast some of those guys will go. Oh, I remember when Penn Holderness lapped Oh, Penn, yes. We were there for that. <laughs> yeah, he, he lapped like five and a half minutes. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but it is what it is. What if we would do, maybe we get, hear me out. Okay. Guest, guest, guest musician, Eminem. Mm-hmm. We do a Delta Eight Mile. Ooh, I like wow! It. Heard that. I could, I could do it. But how no, many you people have are to... sleeping? No, the but the, the thing is, <laughs> you just do crushing a four pack and trying no. to run a mile. You do, you do a Delta falling over, laying <laughs> in the grass. Yeah, you do, uh, you do you a Delta Eight Mile. The problem with that is that you need to. You have to eat a bowl of mom spaghetti first to carbo load. <laughs> yeah, and then it's all. Eminem music during it, and it's just crushing Delta 8s, running quarter miles. The problem with that is that you have to wait a while for it to actually kick in. Not if you're running. You better run fast. That's just going to get moving, bro. If you're chugging it, it's going to get moving. All right. That that pasta is going to slow you down, too. I'm intrigued. I'm I think that would in. be amazing. A Delta 8 mile. A Delta I 8 mile. I think it would be hilarious. I'm intrigued. Four, four yeah. groove wagons. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> next year we'll partner. There's a CBD spot on the, across the park from us. Yeah. Maybe we get up with yeah, Hill Street right. and we set up a, a oh, Delta 8 gosh. mile. But, uh, any, uh, there's any, nothing about that that sounds like something I want to be a part <laughs> no, of. No, you want to watch it, though. I want to watch yeah. it, but I don't want to be anywhere. I don't want our name on it. I want to watch it from like a drone's perspective. I don't want the liability well, insurance uh, I, I will situation to, of that. To tie us back to the beer mile that's actually happening. Oh, yeah, that is one of you, Chris. The, Thank you, Chris. One of the, Pardon my innovation. <laughs> one of my, honestly, my favorite things about this event is because it is a, a circular lap around the park. It is super spectator friendly. So we get food trucks. We've got a DJ out there. We've got the beer trailer in the park, sponsors with swag and stuff. It is so much fun to just hang out because we're running heats every 20 minutes all afternoon so people are out there just cheering everybody on you got your friends running so it's whether you're running or not it's we do we do a party with it you know heard so. about a party now that works but yeah uh registration prices go up after valentine's day so take the train up there on saturday it's a sunday this Sunny, year take yeah. the train up take the train back mm-hmm. yeah yeah do it anything else before we say bye that people should be aware of with glass jug I think we've covered. I think we've covered all our bases. We have, we have good beer. We have cocktails. Gary we're, uh, we're come we're out doing to Durham. A beer mile. Change your opinions. All those fun yeah, things. Come to Durham. Support your downtown Durham breweries <laughs> through all the construction and <laughs> shenanigans and I mean, par- just parking to, that's been taken away. We just need to go learn things. about it because we obviously didn't know anything. No, so we, we just need to go we up need there. A field trip. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's just, let's have a field trip. Let's do it. Park here. Take the train. I'm trying to tell you, man. I'm excited. I did that to a Bulls game. All right. We will see y'all. What do we got coming next week? We've got to figure that out. I was going to talk to you about it. But you showed up late. Wow. 
guys. I may be out again. And that was the last podcast. Wow. You know, it's funny. I've actually been thinking about how much longer I want to do this. This guy. Yeah. So have I, Joe. So have I. Yeah. I mean. Well, thank you both for hanging in there for me. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. I don't know. Maybe there won't be a podcast next week. Maybe we'll see you next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you never. See you then. Good guys. Harmless habits.